Today, we are going to continue our conversations with Jesus. Today's episode looks at Jesus and his conversation with the invalid. This is recorded in John chapter 5. What we're going to discover is no matter how long you have been dealing with an issue or a problem, that that issue or that problem is not too difficult for Jesus. So let's take a look. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we are going to continue our conversations with Jesus. And this episode, we will look at the conversation that Jesus had with the man at the pool of Bethesda. This is the one who is called the invalid. So let's go straight to the passage and see what we can discover. So there was a feast of the Jews that was occurring and Jesus went up to Jerusalem for it. But before participating in the festivities, Jesus went to the Sheep Gate where there is a pool called Bethesda. Now this pool um, was surrounded by five porches and disabled people used to lie there, a large number of disabled people. And it included those who were blind, who were lame, and also paralyzed. Well, the Bible tells us in verse 5, John lets us know that there was one person there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Now, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked the man, do you want to get well? So let's stop here just for a moment. Now, let's talk about this. There is this area where people are gathering who are ill, who are sick. And the question may be, why are these people there? Where legend had it that once a year that an angel would come down and stir the water and the first person in would get healed. So that's why they are there. They're gathered there, according to the particular legend. Well, Jesus is in town and Jesus is coming to the festivities. And before, you know, getting involved in all of that, Jesus is drawn by what he knows. Like he he's drawn to the needy. He's drawn to those who need his help, those who need his assistance. So he goes to this sheep gate where this pool is called Bethesda. And there's so many people there and they have different conditions. Now, my theory is that Jesus healed them all, but I believe he was also drawn to this one particular person because he had been in this condition for a long time. And compassion, you know, is Jesus' mode. You know what compassion is, right? Compassion is something that moves you to action. And that's what Jesus does. So he initiates a conversation with this man who is not named. We don't know his name. Jesus just asked him, do you want to get well? 
I think he's seeking his permission (laughs) to heal him. Well, anyway, the man responds and the man says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone goes down ahead of me. You know, this is this is an interest, interesting response. To me, it's saying yes. Some people say that he is complaining or making an excuse as to the reason why he is not healed. But I want us to take a minute to look at this man. Look at this man. This man, let's let's take a time uh, take a moment just to see him and and what Jesus saw in this man. This man had been in this condition for a long time, 38 years. Okay, that's a long time. He is now identified by his condition and not even his name. He is the one that is the invalid, and some translations call him the paralytic. Now, he has... um, been like this so long that this has become his, you know, his way of life. I can imagine that this man feels all alone and maybe isolated and abandoned. He probably feels that he is helpless and and maybe even hopeless because he said he has no one to help him into the pool. I, you know, sometimes when I read this, I think and I ask myself, like, how did this man get to the pool in the first place? Did someone bring him there or did he wander there on his own? I I mean, I don't know, but he's in a position that I believe he wants to be healed, but he just does not feel that his chances of getting healed will occur because he's depending on help from people. Now, sadly, sometimes people will disappoint you and people will not be there to help you when you think that they will. But on the scene, on the scene is the ultimate helper and his name is Jesus. And it doesn't matter how long your situation has been going on. It doesn't matter, you know, the depth, the gravity of your ailment. Jesus is the help and he is now on the scene. So when this man gives his response to Jesus, Jesus says to him, get up pick up your mat and walk. And guess what? The man did just that. I mean, that's what the Bible tells us that he did. At once he was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. I I don't know. I I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what made him feel differently or that he could do that other than the word of God, the word coming from Jesus's mouth quickened every ligament, muscle, fiber, cell in his body that he was able to move, that he felt alive. You know, he felt alive, something that he hasn't felt in 38 years. Come on, celebrate with me. Didn't we hear? Didn't we read? Don't we know? Jesus said that my words are spirit and life. So when Jesus spoke the word, get up, 
pick up your mat and walk. The word energized this man. The word healed this man. The, the word set this man on a new course took him up off of his bed of affliction and brought him back to life, a new life where he doesn't have to depend on anyone. His livelihood was given back to him. It was restored. And that's a pause there in the conversation. I, I just can't imagine the joy that this man had. And, and so he was filled with so much joy, but his joy was met with criticism. His joy was, was met with uh, some opposition. We'll pick this up right here. Let's go to verse number, uh, let's see, nine. It's still verse nine. The day on which this healing took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jews, you know, they saw this man and they said to him, the one who had been healed, because he still hasn't, he doesn't have a name. It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. Now, I know they, I don't know if they knew this was the man who had been sick, but I would, you know, speculate that they did. So instead of seeing that, hey, you are no longer on that mat, what happened? You know, trying to find out, you know, how did he get healed and celebrate with him? No, uh-uh, they condemned him for violating a law. And, and so, they said that it forbids you to carry the mat. You see how religiousness can be legalistic, and you don't you don't have uh, mercy and or or celebration in your heart when others are celebrating and rejoicing. But look at the man. See now the man he's talking to these um, Jews, and so he replies to him and says, "The man," because he doesn't know who Jesus is, who made me well, said to me, "Pick up your mat and walk." And, and so they said, well, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? See, this man's celebration of his healing is being challenged by some critics. And instead of joining the celebration, they almost trying to bring this man down. But this man is so full of joy that he's not going to let them bring him down. You got to remember that as well, that you can't let the critics interrupt your celebration. So get this. So um, the man who had been healed, you know, notice he's no longer referred to as the invalid. He is referred to the man who has been healed. Look at that. When Jesus comes and, and changes your situation, you're not identified in the way you used to be. He's now the healed one. He had no idea, according to this Bible, who it was that healed him because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd. He was not there. So guess what? So Jesus has healed this man. And now um, this man, because he has been, you know, he has give, been given this new life. He goes to the temple. Yes, he's at the temple because that's where Jesus finds him later and he picks up the conversation with the man again. Notice what Jesus says. Jesus says, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Now, um, Jesus does not let this healing be incomplete. 
he goes and he lets this man know that he has been giving, given a new life. And he's telling him, you know, to live differently. We don't know, you know, what caused, you know, his illness in the first place. But now his sins have been forgiven. You know, he, he was delighted that he can be physically healed. He was, he was healed in his body, but he was also healed spiritually. He, he needed that. He needed his sins forgiven. And Jesus told him, do not continue a life of sinfulness. You know, and, and when we get our healings, we need to as well. We need to discontinue the life of sin and to move forward in righteousness, walking in the past that God would now have us to walk. You know, spiritual forgiveness is, is the best gift that any of us could receive. All right. And so so we should neglect that offer at all. So when Jesus said this to the man, the man now know, he now knows rather who healed him. So he goes back and he tells the Jews, it was Jesus who made me well. And now for me, that's, I'm, I'm glad he said that. And I've had some conversations with people who said, you know, that he was going back, you know, telling them so that they could, um, the Jews could continue their pursuit of um, trying to stop Jesus. Well, I, you know, I, I, I kind of disagree. And, and you may have a different view. For me, he was going back, you know, giving the credit where the credit was due. His name is Jesus. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus. It's good that this man knows that Jesus is the one that healed him. All right. It's good for us to know that Jesus is still in the healing business, that Jesus can heal, deliver. He can set the captive free. So in this episode, I want you to reflect and look at this man. And if this is you or someone you know, or something you may be going through, it may not be at great length as this man's issue, but it does not matter what the problem, the trial, the circumstance, the situation, the issue, God is able. He is well able, you know, to cleanse you. He's, he's well able to heal heal you. He's well able to deliver you. He wants to. He has a has it in his heart to heal us. He wants us to live lives that are healthy and happy and whole. Yeah, we can have that life in Christ Jesus. Remember that this invalid received new life when Jesus's words were spoken to him. So every time we hear the word of God, we can get new life. So Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that your word is living and active. We thank you that your word prospers where you send it, accomplish, accomplishes wherever you send it. We thank you, Lord, for your word your power to heal, your power to forgive. We just glorify you. We love you, Father. Amen. All right. This has been your Daily Dose. Hey. 
Hey, before I let you go, I just want to add one more thought. And that is when Jesus finds the man in the temple, which I am really, you know, impressed by because this man received his healing and he goes to the temple. That's, that's very important. That shows where his heart is. And so Jesus says to him, see, you are well again, stop sinning or something else may happen to you something else worse may happen to you. And what entered my mind was this. We can look at this like someone who has been incarcerated, someone who has been a prisoner in the penal system. Once that person has been released, gained his or her freedom, they have a choice. They can choose to go back to the life they once had or they can choose a new path. And if they choose the former life, the life of criminality, then more than likely they're going to get recaptured and then sentenced even worse than what they were uh, initially. But if they choose the better path, if they choose to live differently than they lived before, then they will have a different outcome. And so that's what Jesus was saying to this man who received his healing at the pool. He told him to choose the new life. Okay, be blessed. Have a good day. 